This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3613 for Wednesday, the 8th of June, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Man Buys Cheap Adirondack Chair. It is hosted by DNT and is about eight minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is an anecdote about buying a cheap lawn chair and trying to get a part replaced. Hi, this is DNT with another episode of Hacker Public Radio that nobody asked for. Here I want to just tell you about something that happened in the past week or so that sort of gave me pause. And um, I think maybe it's interesting to just tell you what happened. I purchased from one of the hardware stores here in the U.S., a chair that's called an Adirondack chair. It's a popular style of chair. It's got like, um, it kind of leans back a little bit. It's pretty comfortable. And according to the Wikipedia article on Adirondack chairs, it was popular in an area of New York State called Adirondack Mountains, I think where there were some of those places where people would go to rehab from tuberculosis. And one of the things they liked about it was that the arms of this chair were such that it would kind of help you open up your chest a little bit. So I guess that means it's good for COVID times as well. So I ordered ordered this unfinished Adirondack chair and, um, it was damaged. One piece of it was damaged. So I used to work at this, at this hardware store actually a couple of years ago. And I remember that when that happens, one of the things that we would often do is, um, if a customer could just bring back the one part that was missing and we might open another box in the store and just get the one part they need so that they're on their way. And then we would just put a sticker on this box with the damaged part that we put back in, or or maybe we didn't, maybe we just threw the damaged part away. And in the end, uh, because this product came from what they call a private brand, which just means a brand that's owned by the hardware store, um, that means the store would just get credited for the damaged product. So... Uh, the whole product would just end up in the dumpster and the store wouldn't lose any money with it because essentially it was its own money at the end of the day. So hoping to avoid that, I, to avoid the whole product ending up in the, in the bin, I called them up. Uh, well, actually in the, the box comes with a sheet of paper that asks you not to go to the store and return the item if it's, um, damaged to instead call this number. You call this number and they they say, oh, yeah, sure. Well, the first thing they do is they kind of suggest you instead take it to the store. And uh, I'm not sure why they do that. But um, they say that, you know, you will get the issue resolved much faster if you just take it to the store and get it replaced there if there is stock at the store. 
But there is the option also to um, contact the manufacturer, and the manufacturer can send you just the part that was damaged. So I thought, well, that sounds good. I would be willing to wait a little longer if this whole thing just generates less waste. So I took, um, they said, seven to ten days before the manufacturer would send me the replacement of the part. And then, um, then okay, no problem. I went on about my life. And I kept getting emails, something like every two days, an email came from from the customer service person telling me that, oh, you know, they still haven't responded to my email to them, them being the manufacturer of the product. So, you know, um, and kind of like nudging me to ask me if I want instead to just go to the store and, and swap it out there. And I just kept going like, well, I mean, you know, they said seven to 10 days and, I was kind of wanting to say, well, you know, do you want me to take it to the store? Because if you do, just say so. <laughs> and so anyway, in the end, um, yeah, they, they sent me another email after I think it had been one week since my first contact with them. Um, and saying again, oh, they haven't responded. I just want to check that you haven't returned it at the store. And yet the, the whole time for me, the question is like, well, do you think they might never respond? Is this why you keep pursuing this? Even though I already said that I would wait. Um, so then, yeah, I typed out um, a response saying like, well, you know, we already knew from the beginning that it was going to be faster to take it to the store. So nothing's new with that. And I basically meant to ask, look, like if it's easier for you, if I just go to the store, Sure, just say so. And then before I finished typing it, I thought, well, you know what? The damage is really quite simple. And I could probably just, uh, you know, clamp the piece back together and just drill a hole and put in a long uh, dowel rod with some glue. And it's probably going to be stronger than it ever would be otherwise. And so, so I decided, oh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to do that, see how it goes, and if it goes well, I'll just, I'll just reply and say, you know what, forget it, I fixed the part, just, just let it go. Uh, but then, of course, before that could happen, I did get a response from the manufacturer, and then guess what? The manufacturer is a company in Vietnam, and they had put the part in the mail with FedEx. This one ridiculous piece of wood, was being shipped from Vietnam to the United States because the part that came in the box was split. So, am I crazy to think that this is pretty insane? And it's probably absolutely normal. This is probably how it is. Every time you return something or need to get a replacement part, I guess, yeah, I just think... I don't know. Something's very strange with all that. Really makes you think whether you should buy this kind of thing, like whether you, whether anyone should buy an $80 Adirondack chair from, a, from one of these big hardware stores. Anyway, I just thought I could share this story and, you know, maybe it's not of interest to hackers, but I wonder what hackers might think about it.
So thanks for listening and tune in tomorrow for another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Bye bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.